Welcome to the Every Nation Taipei podcast. We're here to help you know God, discover your purpose, grow in your relationships, and make a difference in Taipei, Taiwan, and beyond. We hope this message encourages you today. Morning to everyone. My name is Jason, and I'm from the Philippines. And just to further introduce myself,、um, I'm a physical therapist. Before I became a、um, cross-cultural missionary, before I respond to the call of God, 2009, and then the following year, I that's the time that I I、um, I went to Taiwan. So to、um, 2010, I went.、Um, I came to Taiwan. And then I serve as like what Steve said. I serve as an、uh, as a cross cultural missionary, and then I had the privilege of working with our、um, founding pastors like Pastor Hope and Pastors Hope,、uh, Pastor Casey and Pastor Hope. And I was also I also had the privilege of working with some of the key leaders right now here in the church, like for for example Bertina, Mark. Um, Ates, Erica, those are the key leaders before that that I was able that I had the privilege of working with, and then after that, okay, just bear with me because I will I'll give you some of my timelines what happened and you will know why am I why am I sharing all of these things, in 2000, okay, so 2010, then two years,、um, after two years of serving here in Every Nation Taipei. I need to return to the Philippines because of some visa issues. Back then, I was used, I was still using a student visa, and then I maxed it out two years. So that's the reason why we needed to go back home. But we're thankful because it's it's really true that when when God, it's really true that、um, when God closes one door, He opens another one, and that's very true because that is also the same year that I proposed to. Adora, so to the, yeah, so so around 2012. That, that's the time that I proposed to Adora, and then the next, the following year, one year after 2013, I that's the time we got married. So Adora and I got married. Then 2014, Adora and I returned to Taiwan to serve as a cross-cultural missionary. And then two weeks upon arrival, we found out that Adora was actually pregnant with Sarah. So then, fast forward, Sarah,、um, Sarah, not Sarah, Adora gave birth. <laughs> That's Sarah. So Adora gave birth, and then um, Adora, after, um, Adora gave birth, and after two months of giving birth, we needed to go back. We needed to return again to the Philippines because, again, because of visa issues. And then, 2016, fast forward, 2016, from the Philippines, we moved to Kaohsiung, where we started the church. And pastored the church there for almost five years. Then last year, 2022, um, we moved from um, we moved from Kaohsiung to Tansui. Yeah, so, so we are here now for about a year. And then two weeks from now, we will be going back to the Philippines, just for a couple of months. Just um. Um, just just for a couple of months, and this will be the first time again that we will move to the Philippines after four years of not being able to do so. So that will be quite of adjustment for us. It will be quite of a transition for us, because being in an expat church, I know that you understand and you know what I'm saying. You know the feeling of being 
um, being planted and then being uprooted again, then being trying to replant yourself again. You, I know you know the feeling of um, um, packing things, packing the, your whole house and then unpacking it again and then packing it. So I'm sure being in an expat church, you know what I'm um, saying. Transition. So transition is a process. It's a period, right? It's a process. It's a period. It, in, it, can, it can occur to in every area or in every aspect of life. It can be personal. It can be family. It can be in your work. It can be in your school. It can also happen in the church. So transition happens in every aspects of life. It can be um, it can be planned or it can be unexpected. It can be gradual or it can be abrupt, right? And then in the transition, there of course there are a lot of movements that are that are happening, yeah. and it can have an a bo both positive and negative effect on an individual or in in, in a community, yeah. And I think one of the reasons why people don't want to go through transitions is because it entails a lot of adjustments, a lot of adjustments. Uh, you need to adapt, and then you need to have you need to change your mindsets. You need to change some behaviors when you go through transitions. And I know and I believe that this is one of the reasons why we don't want to go to transitions. Do you want to go to transitions? Okay. So all of us, all of us go through transitions. So our family will be going through one and you might be going through one too, or you might just had one previous weeks or previous months. Right? When we go through transition, uh, transitions, it's like going through or riding on a roller coaster because there will be a lot of, there will be a lot of emotions. There will be a lot of thoughts going into your minds. Uh, there will be a lot of, it can be, sometimes it can be uh, high, sometimes it can be low. Right? Sometimes you can be happy or sometimes you can be um, sad because with all of those things that are happening. Yeah. So, or you might, not be, you, you might not be going through a transition, but you are going through some challenges in life. And when you go through some challenges in life, it also elicits same effects. When you go through challenges, there will also be a lot of thoughts in your mind and, there will, and it can also stir up a lot of emotions in your, in your heart. But all of this, transitions and challenges are all part of the journey of life. Right? Do you agree? And the reason why is because God wants us to go through um, change. We want, um, God wants us to grow through change and we, God wants us to, to grow. And the reason why we have emotions is because we are created in the image of God who also thinks and feels. Right? And so all of those things are part of the journey. However, however, it is how we respond to these emotions um, and transitions and challenges that will make a difference in our life. It is how we respond. Yes, transitions are part of the journey, challenges are part of the journey, but, but how we respond to it is what will make the difference. So today, we will look into a life of a man who lived in the middle of transition. He went through transition and he experienced a lot of challenges and in life. And this morning, we will look into the life of Nehemiah. So Nehemiah is a Jew, but he was actually born in Persia. So it is far away from Jerusalem. So he is a... Um, he is a he he has a very 
risky job, but he has a very good job because he is the cupbearer of the king. So he is the wine taster. He is a wine taster of the king. So wherever the king will go, maybe parties or what, he is also with the king. So a good job, right? He is also with the so, so he goes with, 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 um, with the king, so he will taste the, the, the wine, make sure that there's no poison. And he, so he is a constant companion. He is a constant companion. He is the confidant of, a, of the king. But on the other hand, he also lived during the period of time wherein the, the, um, the Jew is, try, is just trying to rebuild themselves. Uh, so they were just trying to, re they just rebuild the temple, they just reinstituted the worship because um, they were exiled from Jerusalem to Babylon and now they are coming back after 70 years. So that's the, um, that's the time or that is the period where um, Nehemiah was living in. Uh, so in short, if you can see, Nehemiah was actually living a comfortable life. He is inside the palace. He has a good job. So he is living a comfortable life far away from all the chaos that are happening in Jerusalem. So having that as a backdrop of what we're going to talk about today. So, so again, Nehemiah living a comfortable life. And then Jerusalem, they are, the Jew was just trying to rebuild themselves. Okay. So let's look at Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. <clears throat> So let me just read it to you. And the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. Now it happened in the month of Shislev in the 20th year, as I, was in I, as I was in Susa, the citadel, that Hanani, one of my brothers, came with certain men from Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews who escaped, who had survived the exile, and the concerning Jerusalem. Verse 3. And they said to me, the remnant there is... The remnant there in the province who had survived in the exile is in great trouble and shame. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are destroyed by fire. As soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. And I continued fasting and praying before God of heaven. So let's pray. Lord, we just want to thank you, God, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for just giving us, God, um, the opportunity God, and the privilege to gather together and to study your word. Lord, I pray, God, that as we go through this, may you open our minds, may you open our hearts, may you give us the grace to respond to whatever you are calling us to do. And Lord, as I preach, Lord, may you continue to help me, God, to preach and speak, God, with boldness and confidence, with clarity. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name, pray. Amen and amen. So again, Nehemiah was, was in the palace. He was living comfortably. And then... He was just doing his usual thing. But when Nehemiah heard the news of the status of what's happening in Jerusalem with his people and with the walls of Jerusalem, he, um, he was deeply moved. He was actually weakened by it. Upon hearing it, uh, he was weakened. He sat down and, and wept. Uh, so because he is so concerned with two things, he's concerned with the people and he's concerned with the structure. And not just the structure, but the people. Not just the people, but also the structure. He was, he was concerned um, of those things. And his heart was being filled with compassion and empathy for his people. And the reason why is because Nehemiah knew 
the the um that apart or with the absence or without the walls they are actually vulnerable they can easily be attacked and conquered once once again and they can um all of the things that they have rebuilt can also be lost once again so he knew he understood those things yeah so he don't um he knew that they can be enslaved once again and go back to where they came from that's the same thing that all they will go through the same process again so he doesn't want that to happen and he also knew that um a broken wall means a defeated people it's a shame because um a broken wall means that the that the, the presence of god is not with with them so nehemiah could upon hearing this nehemiah could have just responded in a different way he could have just um responded in frustration he could just responded in anger he could just criticize the people around him point fingers or he can just um he could just have ignored the problem he could just have ignored that or he could just have wallowed with um in his emotions or you can just keep on whining and whining crying crying but don't do anything about it right but for nehemiah nehemiah responded in a different way Nehemiah responded by making a decision to make a difference. Yeah. Nehemiah made a decision to make a difference. And the ways he, he chose to make a difference is first, he prayed. Nehemiah prayed. It says here in Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 5 to 6. And I said, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps the covenant and the steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant that I now pray before you day and night for the people of Israel, your servants, confessing the sins of your people, of the people of Israel, which we have sinned against you. And even my father, uh, even in even I and my father's house and have, have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments the statutes and the rules that you commanded your servant. <clears throat> so the first thing Nehemiah did was to pray. He acknowledged God. He acknowledged that God is above everything. He acknowledged that he that God is the one who is in control, that he, God is the one who is powerful and faithful to be to fulfill his promises. So that's the first thing Nehemiah did. And Nehemiah, in, in, in verse 6, he also said that, Let your ear be attentive and your eyes be open to hear the prayers of your servant. So, because he was so desperate, he knew that it is only God. It is only God that will be able to, who can help him. It is God who can help him. That's why he said that, oh, let your ear be attentive and your eyes be open. Lord, listen. May you listen to my prayer. May you hear my prayer because I know you are the only one. You are the, the only God who can who can actually help me. And then another thing is that first he acknowledged God, and then he also um, he prayed, and then he also um, repented because he knew that the reason why the reason why the, all of these things happened is because of the sin, and even though it's not his fault, even if it's the fault of the um, the generation ahead before him, he still he still repented. Instead of pointing fingers, he identified with them. He said, "We have sinned against you, 
and we have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept my kept the commandments and the statutes. So what he's saying is that your fault is my fault. He's identifying with, with his people. And third is that in his prayer, he also uh, hold on to the promise of God. He said in verse 8, Remember the word that you have commanded your servant, Moses. He said, oh, remember, remember, that, remember your commands. Remember you said that if we have sinned against you, you will scatter us. But if, you, if we come to you once again, you will gather us. So he hold on to those, um, to those promises. He hold on to the promises of God. And then last is that he requested, he asked God. So he, he praised God. He, um, he repented. He hold on to the promise. And last is he requested um, things from God. He said, give success to your servant today and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. Nehemiah asked ask God to bless him, not tomorrow, not next, next week, not next month, not next year, but today, because he understood the urgency of the situation. That he will, if he will not act right now, there will be a lot of things that might happen. So he's saying, he's asking God, God, bless me. Bless me right now. He's saying that, seems like he's saying that I cannot miss this opportunity. I can't just watch and wait. I want to do something immediately to for, um, in this situation. That's why God, God, Nehemiah is asking God, God, bless me right now. Bless the works of my hand today. Give me success today. Because he saw the need. He had the sense of urgence, um, urgency. So first he prayed and second is he did a courageous act and made a bold request. So Nehemiah went to the king. So he chose to make a difference by going to the king and talking to the king and asking or requesting things from uh, from the king yeah. because it is a courageous act because uh, if the king gets upset with his action the king could just order nehemiah to be executed yeah. and, but because of because but because his compassion is greater than his fears and um in his heart for um to make a difference is greater than his fears he, he did it anyway he still went to the king. He made a, a courageous act and made a bold request. Yeah. And then as a result, as a result of that, the king gave him the letter for safe passage. And the king gave him supplies as well. And as a result, he was able, we know that he was able to actually rebuild the, the, the walls of Jerusalem. And not only that, Nehemiah became the governor of Jerusalem. So number three is that Nehemiah persevered through criticisms and oppositions. Uh, Nehemiah persevered through criticisms and oppositions. Yeah. While they were rebuilding the wall, they also encountered um, oppositions, criticisms, but he remained focused. He stayed focused. He focused on his fo he was focused on the goal. He put um, he devised a plan. He said that okay, half of the half of the people will uh, will work, and half of the people will guard. Half and while working, you have the sword, and while working, you will have you need to carry the the trumpet so that when and the enemy comes, you can actually sound for um, help, or you will, you can call for help. Okay, so. So then he also mobilized the people to rebuild the wall. 
Uh, that is the fourth way he chose to make a difference is by mobilizing the people around him to rebuild the wall, to also make the uh, make a difference. It says in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 17, Then I said to them, You see the trouble we are in? How Jerusalem lies in ruins with, great, with gates burned. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer suffer derisions. Okay. So the fourth, the fourth thing that he did was to um, actually mobilize the people to rebuild the wall. Okay. So now, the question is, why am I sharing all of these things? Why am I sharing this? It's first is because as a church, we are actually going through some some transitions. There, there are coming, there are there are some coming in and going out. There are some there, there are a lot of restructuring that's happening in the church. And when we go to transition, like what I said a while ago, it can stir up a lot of emotions. It can excite you, but it can also frustrate you. It can make you um it can make you happy, but it can also make you angry. Right? But my call right now is that whatever you're feeling right now, I hope that we will all make a decision to make a difference. That we will all respond like how Nehemiah responded, which is to make a difference. And for us, we are also asking, as, as part of the servant leadership team, we are asking every one of us to actually um, rise up and build as we go through this transition, we are asking, we are inviting everyone, let's rise up and build. And, and it all starts with prayer. It all starts with prayer. Like Nehemiah, Nehemiah started by praying. It's also the same thing with us. As, when, as we go through this, this transition, we need to also start with um, prayer. And um, you can pray with... Uh, Pray with us and pray for us during your personal time. You can also pray for us and pray with us during your um, in your connect group. And like what uh, Stacy announced a while ago, you can also join us every Wednesday from um, 9 to 9.30 during our online prayer meeting. You can also join us during our pre-service prayer meeting. So pray. Pray for Pastor Bruce. Pray for Mystery. Pray for your leadership team. Pray for your connect group leaders. Pray for your... Um, ministry heads, pray for all the volunteers. Pray that um, for our church, as we go through transition, as we move out the next year, let's pray for a new venue, new building. So let's just continue to pray. And if you have that burden to actually pray for your church and for this, um, for his people, you can talk to me, you can talk to Armand, or you can talk to Linda. But let's pray. Let's pray. And second is that we can also do a courageous act. Let's all do a courageous act. Courageous act and make a bold um, request. So because even small acts of courage can make a big and lasting change. A small act of courage can make a big and lasting change. Like in the practical way that we can do this is that you approach your, your friends that you've been praying for for a long time and approach them, invite them to the church, invite them, um, um, invite them to the church, invite them to your connect groups, share your one-to-one -one with them, all of those things. And ask God for the salvation of your relatives, your friends. Let's make a bold, uh, do a, let's make a courageous act and make a bold request. If, and if you are not yet, uh, we don't have a ministry here yet in, in this church, you can also make a bold, um, a courageous act by joining 
Yeah, share your gifts, use your talents for the kingdom of, of God. And if you don't have a ministry yet, you can talk to Armand later after the service at the um, connect table. So then we need to also persevere like what Nehemiah did. He also um, persevered. Let's also mobilize the people around us. Let's be um, vigilant. Um, let's be vigilant for the need um, of the church. And then let's mobilize people too to serve in those, um, in those areas. Right now, our Chinese congregation is actually going through transition and we would like to invite everyone. If you have time, use your, you, if you have time, you can also visit our Chinese congregation and help. Yeah, if you if you um, if you can lead worship, you can go there and just serve. Uh, and even if you will not be you will not serve, just by going there can already be a big encouragement to the people inside our Chinese congregation. Just your presence will make a big difference for them. It will be a big. Um, it can make a big um, impact on on them. So actually, I will. I would like to. Um, end with this, and I'd like to invite the um, the worship team to to come. Okay. So just in summary, I I showed how Nehemiah responded to um, true transitions and challenges in um, in life. He he prayed. Um, he did a courageous act and made a bold request. And then he also uh, persevered through criticisms and opposition. And he mobilized the people to rebuild the wall. And um, we see how we can apply these principles as we, as a church, go through this transition. And right now, maybe you are here in this church and then you are saying that, okay, that's good, but I'm not actually going through transitions i'm not going through transitions but i'm going through some challenges in life and like what i said it's when we go through some challenges in life it's also the same thing there are a lot of thoughts that will go into our minds and there it will it can actually stir up a lot of emotions in our um in our hearts and um we can also do the same thing we can also pray uh, let's also pray and then you can also make a courageous act and bold request to god whatever situation that you are going through right just make a request hold on to the promises of god acknowledge that god is the god who is powerful he is the god who is faithful and he is the god who can help us and save us from whatever situation that we are into and then just just hold on to the promise and and then let's also respond let's also persevere to um true criticism and opposition and then we can also mobilize the people to rebuild the wall do you know how we can do that how we can apply that in our personal life look at the people beside you look at the people beside you you can mob you can actually mobilize that you can actually go to that person and say can you pray for me this is what i'm going through or you can go to a connect group leader you know you can can you pray for me and usually every sunday we have we have prayer prayer um, prayer teams we have prayer teams that are standing here in front you can mobilize by saying can you pray for me this is what i'm going through 
I really need help. I need someone that who can stand with me and pray with me and believe with me. Yeah. And Nehemiah, when he heard about what uh, about the condition of his people and saw the condition of um, the walls of Jerusalem, he was weakened. He he wept. But I also want to. Um, share this passage found in Luke chapter chapter 19 verse 41 to 42 this Jesus when Jesus saw when Jesus was about to enter Jerusalem and saw Jerusalem this how he responded he said and when he drew near and saw saw the city Jerusalem he wept over it because he knew what will happen to Jerusalem. He knew the condition and he knew what will happen to them. And he actually wept for them. And you know, it's also the same thing with us. Maybe you are here right now and you are going through some challenges. There are some broken walls in your life or maybe in the lives of the people around you. When Jesus looked at those broken walls, this is how he responded. He responded with, with compassion. He also weep for those for those things. And Nehemiah went to Jerusalem and rebuilt the wall. But Jesus, when Jesus went to Jerusalem, he did not rebuild the wall. He did not rebuild the wall. But he gave his life on the cross so that all of us can be made whole. And if that's you, okay, I would like everyone to stand up. And actually, if that's you, we want to stand with you. We want to pray with you. We want to believe with you. If that's you, can you just lift up your hands? Can you raise your hands and we just we, we will just take this time to to pray? If you're going through some challenges in life, thank you for for that for those hands. We're here. We're we're here to stand with you. We're here to believe with you. Lord, just want to thank you, God, for the things you have taught us, God, through the life of Nehemiah. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you have taught us that uh, we can um, uh, we can we can pray, we can do courageous acts, God, we can persevere. And we can mobilize people lord but lord we thank you god that you have also sent jesus christ thank you lord that jesus jesus when he entered god jerusalem he did not just he did not rebuild the wall but he 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 died on the cross so that our lives will be made whole lord what you know you know this um you know each and every person is raising their hands you know that the things that they are going through and lord we thank you god because you also feel for them God, you 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 have compassion for them. God, you feel whatever the pains, God, that they are going through, whatever they are going through right now. And Lord, we just want to stand with them, God, in faith. And Lord, we thank you, God, because you said in your because you said in your words, God, that by your stripes, God, we are healed. By your stripes, we are made whole. So Lord, we just pray 
God and declare fullness in every aspects, God, of their life of their lives right now. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. We pray this message spoke to you and built your faith. For more messages like this, visit our website at everynationtaipei.com. You can also send a prayer request and reach out to us anytime. God bless you. Till next time.